This is a Billy Joel A to Z special presentation. Shows and counting. Show 127 of version number three. July 20th, 2022. We were there. January 7th, 2014. The residency begins. Could it end December of 2022? Could it end December song of 2022? Did we make it in time? The hits, the specials, the deep cuts, and we were there. Join. Alon Altman and Dave Juskow as they celebrate their first residency together since the inception of the podcast. It's the drinking, the dancing, the yelling out of December song, and, of course, the bathroom breaks. It's all happening tonight on a special episode of Billy Joel A to Z. This is Alon and Dave's excellent adventure. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Angelina, save a place for me. I've been living someone else's life and now I've got to be free Turn your transistor on and let the music play I try to keep the family satisfied But it's gotta be more to life than just try, try, try Oh, I owe the world is only half a mile away Hello everybody and welcome to a Special edition of Billy Joel A to Z. It's so special that I, Alan Altman, is doing the opening intro. And uh, this is a special edition because we were just at the MSG residency and we're so excited to talk to you about it that Dave and I decided to do a podcast only on this topic. Hello, Dave. Hello, Alan. And what a special time it was. Uh, let's just uh, tell everybody we were luckily and happily and amazingly invited by our guest in the letter M's. Standing for Steve Mandel from The Tonight Show. Couldn't believe it. Alan and I fit, wrapped up our Turnstiles album podcast. And all of a sudden, Alan texted me and said, read your DMs. And we got a lovely direct message from Steve Mandel saying, me and my friend Jake, who is a big fan of your show, would like to take you both to see Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden, since you've both, or at least since Dave has never seen the residency, but you've never gone together. And we really want to do this. And I almost had a panic attack, right, Alon? 
You really did. So Dave and I were talking on the phone. I was like, can you believe this? And you couldn't, you guys can't believe how excited. I, I mean, he gets excited. You guys know that you listen to this podcast. We've heard Dave usually angrily excited. I've never, you were like a 10 year old boy. You were so happy. You were hyperventilating. You were like, this is this real. I can't believe this. What's happening? This is amazing. What is this? What's happening? And then you started like messaging in, the, in our little group chat about uh, this with Steve and, and Jake. And you were doing the same thing there also. You were uh, really just so, so genuinely happy. Well, it was so nice. And these guys are the best. And, you know, they're 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 a good time. You know, they're fun to hang out with it's both of them. We had just met this uh, Jake and, um, you know, we knew Steve just from the one time podcast, but he's a fun guy. So I, I was really excited. Uh, as you know, uh, Alana and I have always said we were hoping by Zanzibar to be invited by Billy Joel. But other than that, this was a wonderful way. Uh, <laughs> to go. No, but we were always saying like we we were hoping to get invited. We didn't mean by a listener. Right? We didn't mean it like that. We didn't want people to pay for our tickets. But thank you so much. It was so nice. And the weird part is I called my sister and I told her and she goes, oh, I was just going to buy you and a lot tickets and I was going to bring myself for your birthday. I was going to get you guys tickets. I'm like, when I, and, I, and then she tried to do that last year too for my birthday. And I'm like, well, now you don't have to. Uh, it's already been taken care of. But I think she was upset because she wanted to go too. But Steve doesn't know her apparently. I thought everybody knew my horror sister. I'm sorry, that uh, came out the wrong way. Yeah, you would think. It was really a big flaw, Steve. You really should have gotten that fifth ticket so Dave's sister could come. <laughs> right. But boy, was it uh, ever exciting. The, the other reason I was panicking was because I thought I was going to be away. I just, you know, I never travel and I had just come back from Ireland and I'm like, wait a minute, that Wednesday. Oh, my God. But it was the week right after I came back and it was perfect. And now we've gone. We've seen the residency. And boy, is it awful. Yeah. End it. Pack it up, Billy. It's over. It might be time. Now, listen, folks, I have a lot to say on this. Alon obviously has a lot to say, too. You're not going to like some of the things I have to say. But <laughs> therein lies the podcast. And you're just going to have to get through it. And then we'll get back to the songs and everything will be like it never happened. Wait, I got to make it clear. I was joking when I said pack it in. I thought the show was great. And I think you did also for the most part, but I'm sure you've got things to say. Yeah, no, I know you were joking. I think the audience knows you were joking, but the audience also knows I was not joking. They know me. <laughs> well, I, I got to hear this. I don't know what these complaints are. Well, you know what, Alon? Uh, well, let's just start from the beginning. We pre-gamed <laughs> near MSG. On that Wednesday, uh, we all arrived at a place called Mustang Harry's, which I recommended, which is right by MSG. And it is a major MSG uh, Billy Joel hangout before the show. So Alon was brilliant and he made up business cards so we could promote the podcast. Obviously, obviously, we do it for free, but we'd love more listeners. I mean, not that we don't enjoy the listeners we have. Trust me. I mean, look, they've become our friends. This is amazing, right? Yeah, yeah. But we can always use more. I mean, we want to become the biggest Billy Joel podcast in the world, if not the biggest podcast in the world. Yeah, we want to beat glass houses. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, guys. Yeah. So Alon just brilliantly made up these business cards that had, you know, our uh, cover art that his wife made and on the back, a QR code. So all you have to do is scan it and it goes right to our podcast. And Alon was showing me all the platforms it's on. It's fantastic. Good work, Alon. Really something else. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we got this in time because it's like I realize now this is such a great opportunity. Where else do you have 20,000 Billy Joel fans just right there? Like this is our audience. I never even thought about it. And so it was weird. Like, you know, when we when and I was nervous about handing it out, I, I was having a lot of difficulty doing it. I'm just not. This isn't my thing. But Alon was really good at it. Really good at it. And it's just so weird. It's like as if you were handing out uh, it passes to the uh, the gas chambers, uh, the way people were like so angry that you were up to something suspicious. Well, it's like that Mitch Hedberg joke when he says, whenever someone hands me a flyer, it's like they're saying, here, you throw this out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Excellent way of putting it right. So when we first got to the bar, people were really angry. And then once Alon and, and I both talked to them, they then they got it. You know, then we became friends with a lot of those people. I mean, they were really nice. Right. Um, even that guy at the bar looked like he was going to beat us up. He was like, wait a minute. You, who's on the show? You have guests too. Gary Goldman's on the show. <laughs> yeah, he was a huge Gary Goldman fan, a big yes, goal head. 
But it's about Billy Joel. Right, right. But you have Gary Goldman actually, uh, you have him there. He's live. Yeah, some people oh. were pretty excited. Once we explained what it was, all of a sudden, it, once you get past that, that, hey, this guy's trying to sell me something, and it's like, no, we're not. We just want you to listen. That's yeah. all. Yeah, so it was great, and we were just at the bar trying to give them give them out and meeting people, and you know, we're like, we should be coming to this bar every month, <laughs> you know, to hand them out. Everybody's there. They're playing Billy Joel music all night. They get it. This bar next to the garden, they completely get, they know their clientele just the way they'd probably be playing old Rangers games. If everybody's at the Rangers game, you know, on the, on the TV, yeah. you know, they're going to, they're going to give you your, your Rangers stuff. They're going to do whatever they're going to play, you know, get you in the mood. This is a smart bar. They were packed to the gill at six 30, you know, old school pre COVID packed. And everybody was there to see Billy Joel. It was fantastic, right? It was a good feeling from everybody. Yeah, good vibes in the room. Everyone was excited. And uh, you knew we were all there for the same reason. And it was also great. Uh, Jake was buying us our drinks, which was very oh. generous. Very cool. Uh, he's like, you guys don't have to pay for anything all night. And I'm like, my friend, uh, are you seeing anybody? Because uh, I, no, <laughs> I'd uh, like to take you into the bathroom. <laughs> but yeah, so I was like worried about what to drink because I was like, I don't want to go in a bathroom break. Uh, you know, so sometimes I try to stay away from beer. So I had a Jameson at first and I'm like, I'll just drink that. But it's no fun without the beer. So then I just went for the beer and it was yeah. great. And I was really happy about it. Yeah, you went for the beer and then another Jameson and then I think That's another right. beer. Yes, yes. I, so I it was went quite for it the pregame. Hey, it's rock and roll. I mean, you know, what are we all just, uh, you know, that's what we used to do at a rock and roll concert. We also got high, too, because now you can say that because it's legal. Yeah, you got <laughs> you three got high. I didn't. I had to be the designated guy who finds our seats, <laughs> which was a good thing because uh, I was a mess, but uh, a really happy mess and really fun and really looking forward to it. And then Alon saw even a guy that he knew, like he was handing out a card and it was another comic, right? Yeah, so like we're walking into MSG, so I'm doing the whole thing. I'm holding out these these cards. I'm saying, hey, we got a Billy Joel podcast. You guys like Billy Joel? Here, take a card. We got a podcast about every single song. And then this one guy is like, hey. And I was like, oh, it's Jeff. This is a comic that I've known for like 10 years. And yeah, it was so take, funny. He didn't take the card. I'm he kidding. didn't take the card, but he but he knew about the podcast already. So it was okay. <laughs> It'd be funnier if he was like, I'm not taking that card. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was really great. And then we you know sat down and just were really excited. And we got there. Right, I mean, somebody told us, who was the one who told us they started exactly 820? He started at exactly 821. It couldn't have been more. But we told people at the bar, like, no, nah, no, nah, he starts at 820. Because that guy was asking us, like, should we go over there now? Ah, now nah, we got time. And he starts at 821. Exactly. On the nose, because that's what old people do. Yeah, it worked out perfectly. Our seats were in a great section. We were in section 119. So, like, pretty low down, not the floor, but, like, a little bit raised up. So, you had a perfect view of the stage. Not quite center. We don't want to be center because then you're too far away. So, we were a little bit off center to uh, the right. And uh, it was it was a really great view. I was wearing my glasses so I could even see Billy's face. Yeah, I, I don't have glasses to see far away anymore. So I was a little disappointed. But but let's let's just start. You know, Billy Joel puts the set. Steve Mandel sent it to us. But Billy Joel puts the set list up after a show. He puts it up on Instagram so everybody can see it. But I'd like to go over all the songs and tell you the issues I have with the songs. I'm pulling a Frank Costanza and being like, I got a lot of problems with you people. And tonight you're going to hear about it. How could you trade Jay Buhner? <laughs> but I, I'm going to tell you this, Alon. You know, he came on and he very much looked angry, like an angry old man, <laughs> as, as the song goes. Remember, I was saying to you, I'm like, why does he look so angry? And well, he doesn't said, look like he's having a good time. Yeah, you said it looked like he was maybe phoning it in a little bit on the first song, which was my life. First um, two. The first two. OK, maybe. But I think after that, he was into the show. Oh, yeah, lot, no, actually. absolutely. After that, everything was good. But when there's a, a close up of him on the screen, he just looks like he's not happy. He's done with this. It might be time to take a break, uh, even though he has a month off. But I know he still does other gigs. But uh, yeah, then as the show goes on it, you know what? This is exactly what it is. He's probably like, ah, crap. I got, you know, we know this guy now. He doesn't like to move. He likes to be in Long Island. He likes to be in his boat. And when he has to do a show, he's like, oh, I got to hop in the helicopter. Are you kidding me? Not only that, this was one of the hottest days of the year. So it's like 95 degrees. So, you know, he's probably a little dehydrated. He's been sweating all day. Right. And now he's got to get in the air conditioned helicopter into air conditioned MSG. But even so, it's uh, everyone was having a, a stressful day with that heat. 
Yeah, but once we were in the the garden was perfectly cooled, which is a miracle. I guess they're really good at that since they have hockey there, you know, because the the Rangers play into the summer. So they they have a very good system there. So you would never know it was hot outside. It was beautiful. But yeah, maybe he's upset. But then it's clear. And this would be for I don't know about you, maybe when you get older, Alon, but certainly me, you know, being a crotchety old man, (laughs) once you get into it, you see the crowd there, even though it's all these shows, you know, as many shows he's done his whole life. When people are singing the songs you wrote to your face, you're going to have to get that, as we called in our last episode, euphoric, uh, euphoria feeling uh, that I think comes over him by the third song. Yeah. And speaking of that crowd that excites him, I think the fact that he sees all these young people there, there are so many young people there to see Billy Joel wearing the Billy Joel merch. They were, yeah. They're singing along to his songs. They're dancing. Like in front of us, we had these older people and back were young people. And everyone, was, our section was fun. They were all enjoying the show a lot. They weren't annoyed by us nope. doing whatever we do. <laughs> <laughs> no, so right. He opened with My Life, which yeah. um, is acceptable. And I think everybody really enjoyed that, except for they probably shouldn't put a close up of his face on the screen at that. They should wait like three songs in, <laughs> have a wider shot. Because he, he really just does look angry. So it kind of takes away that he well, looks like he's phoning it in. But he even mentioned at one point about his droopy eye. Like, I guess he, I think he's heard online that people are like, what's wrong with Billy Joel's eye? So he even said at one point, like, look, I got a droopy eye, blah, blah. I forget what he was saying it about. But it was kind of funny that he was bringing that up. Well, the worst is when they cut to his hands on the piano, which, of course, they need. But his hands look awful. Like they're kind of leathery. And, you know, I, I thought they were doing a special effect for real. I thought they were doing like some sort of special effect where he was wearing gloves, that it was a guy. It was like a, an animated thing of him on uh, somebody on the piano. You thought it was some big marionette and someone was pulling I, strings I, on these hands. I he did. Big, I did. It was a little disturbing. Yeah. These big meat hooks are real thick. And Steve yeah. Mandel had a great idea. What Billy Joel really needs now is a fatter piano. He just needs piano with extra <laughs> thick keys. And then he'll really be able to play back at his like seventies level. Yeah, and I bet you he could design one and then uh, a piano for the fatter, older crowd. Uh, (laughs) Probably make another bunch of billion dollars for making a bigger, fatter piano. Billy Joel looked great. He's lost that weight. The the fingers, though, are still chubby. That's the problem. Yeah, no, he looked terrific. And then so um, my life and and so and and the, the best part about the show is that he introduces a band member like between each song. So you don't have that part where he's just introducing band members and it goes on for an hour and you couldn't care less, you know, unless again, you're you're a, a, a musical group, you know, like if you're the police or or Rush or I know I keep mentioning those because they're three trios, but you're mentioning we know the drummers from them. We, we know the guitar players. That's different. But when you're just and, and we know a lot of Billy Joel's band. So the, it is, you know, at this point, the same, but it's great to do it in between every song. Why not? Yeah. What's also good is that it's not one of those things where he's like, and here's Chuck on drums. And then you don't hear like a 12 minute Chuck drum Exa- solo. Oh, God. They don't do that. It's just here's Chuck. And now here's the song. Ugh, this is why I can't go to the Grateful Dead concert. Yeah. Then he went into Everybody Loves You Now, which yeah. I'm going to this is what I'm going to tell you guys. Billy Joel needs me or somebody. Dave Juskow. Uh, now, don't now don't understand i had a wonderful time and it's wonderful hearing him play these songs and i'm all in on everything however he needs somebody in the audience i'm going to go over a couple of songs to say this song isn't working anymore you can tell by the audience reaction this one you might want to replace because there's so many songs he can replace that's all i'm saying okay with everybody starting to get mad there's a whole bunch of songs where there's no audience reaction that maybe he thinks, well, the people like this, but they don't. It's not as big as some of the other songs. I'm going to say Everybody Loves You Now wasn't as stirring a song as a second song, which I want. He says the second song should bring it down, as we know from Summer Highland Falls, but I think it should pick it up. I think Everybody Loves You Now would be a good second song, but it just wasn't working. I think it wasn't resonating with the audience. No, the reason it doesn't resonate is because it's not one of the 20 hits that he plays. We got a really great rare song. I mean, he plays it a decent amount. It's the 34th most played song. It's not like it's super rare. It's the first time he played it in seven months. So that was pretty cool. But this is a, a deep cut for the fans. And this is you're not going to get 20,000 people screaming about everybody loves you now. But I love that he was playing it. I got really excited 
because it's one of my favorite songs. It's super old. So we get a Cold Spring Harbor song. That's really awesome. And uh, yeah, maybe he's not playing it as fast as he used to, but I thought it was great that we got the first inkling that this was a special playlist on this night. Oh, that's true. And it turned out to be a very special playlist, a very special playlist, as if he knew Alana and I were going. I'm just saying I love Everybody Loves You Now. I wouldn't put it as a second song. I'd keep the show going with a, like three or three hits before. And then Everybody Loves You Now is like the, the fourth one. No, but we know when, he, when he's doing one of these fast songs, he's got to put them up front. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, so he has. Well, I'm saying I get it, but I think it brings the crowd kind of down. Right. Well, away. then he brought the crowd right back up with Zanzibar, True. which got a huge round of applause because that's really become a real fan favorite for these MSG crowds. So I told everybody I was going at the bar I was at on Monday and everybody's excited. And somebody mentioned Zanzibar and I'm like, oh, I don't know that song. Of course, I know that song. <laughs> but I was like kind of waiting to hear it, waiting for the Z's. And I'm like, oh, my God, of course. I mean, we haven't talked about that yet. So whatever. But of course, I know that song. And I was very excited to hear that song. I know he plays that most of the time. So I knew he was going to play it. And I was like really excited about it. That's a good one. That is a great song for MSG. This is what I'm going to be talking about today. What are the songs you're supposed to play at MSG? And what are the songs you might want to second guess? Zanzibar's terrific. Everybody loves singing that chorus. Yeah, everyone loves to sing along to it. It's great for the band because they can get real jazzy in those interludes. So it's fun for everyone. Yeah, and, and what he said it multiple times, he's like, uh, this is one uh, that, you know, wasn't a hit. And then people get excited as soon yeah. as he says that. And he's like, it's off 52nd Street. And then you're like, ah, well, it's probably something I know. Well, it's a hit if you're at this concert then, you know, because then you want it to be from like Street Life Serenade or something, right? Yeah. And you know it's going to be deep. Yeah. And then he's like, they call it uh, an album track. And he said that like three times. And we're like, we get it. You know, <laughs> and he's losing his mind. <laughs> no, his ban his stage banter is always good, though. He's always funny. He's got some funny things to say. But now I'm going to tell you that the fourth song was Summer Highland Falls. And we just did Summer Highland Falls. I love Summer Highland Falls, but I will stick by my statement. What we did as the podcast, Summer Highland Falls, saying, this song does not work live. Uh, now, I know, Alon, you probably feel differently. I know people like that song, but I was sitting there. I've heard it live now on the Songs in the Attic. Now, I've been live watching it. Maybe I've seen him do it before somewhere. It does not work live. For, for I don't believe it's a song that should be played at MSG. This is a very intimate song that should be played at a piano bar or just listening to the original 76 track, let alone with his wonderful voice back then. Okay, yeah. So maybe next time he's at the executive room, he'll dust this one off. And I what, know, I know. What piano bars just... is he at? Maybe you're right, because this is the first time he played it at MSG in three years. So well, it's not it like... is? Yeah, so we had a special night. He doesn't play this song ever. Wait, I didn't know that. He That's doesn't right. usually play that as part of the residency? No, it's the first time he played it in a year, but that was at, that was at some other venue. The first time at MSG since 2019. Oh, oh, in three years. I thought you said 30 years. I'm no, sorry. no, no. It's still, you know, it's it's not a rare rarity, but it's to hear it. That was pretty good because he that, that means out of the last 30 something shows, we're the first ones to hear it. No, what it means, Alon, is I think he's listening to our podcast. I mean, what are the odds he's going to play Summer Highland Falls after we just put out Summer Highland Falls? Yeah. Remember when he introduced it? He said uh, this is a song about manic depression, as you guys might have heard yesterday <laughs> on the Billy Joel A to Z podcast. I, I didn't hear that part. I might have been in the bathroom. Damn it. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine if we went to the bathroom then and he's like, here's a couple of, here's a shout out to my boys do the uh, A to Z podcast. <laughs> and then they, they put a spotlight on our seats and we're not there. It's just empty seats. And we're pushing <laughs> through the crowd. No, wait, wait. And Steve Mandel's just like, oh, those guys are going to be so disappointed. <laughs> yeah. He pulled all these strings to get this to happen. <laughs> That's great. That, oh, that would be so sad for us. So then he says, well, uh, you know, I do this, I do this song and we knew he was going to play this song and it's an innocent man. And he says, I have trouble. And he went through this whole thing. How he has trouble hitting the high notes, but he's going to give it a try. Now, this is a brilliant, brilliant move at a stadium. This is a guy that gets it like being a comedian, like, you know, like telling where you're from. I'm from New York. You know, woo. But this is like, you're setting it up. So if you hit the high note, you're going to get an applause break. <laughs> yeah and if you don't you say told you so yeah yeah exactly it's very smart but so he definitely hit 
I think he hit it, even though it's played in a lower key than it was originally. And the crowd went crazy. But then it was very clear the next times he did, he, somebody else was doing it, like he was kind of faking it. And why they would have a close-up on his face at that point, I'm not sure. Yeah, so the first one, it seemed like he hit, at least hit whatever note he was trying to hit. It's right. obviously it looked not that way. close to what the original one is, but high for him now. The second one, definitely, it was like Crystal or someone else. Uh, maybe maybe Mike Del Judas was helping out there. And then, yeah. then the third one, he kind of got, and the crowd went crazy again. Who I think Jake was saying that the trick that they're doing there, I know Steve was saying, well, Jake or Steve, that the sound guy at the soundboard is listening, and he turns Billy's mic down until Billy gets to the note, and then he turns it up. So you don't hear him like struggling to get to the note. You wait till he's there. And then all of a sudden, Billy's singing. Wow, that makes so much sense because he was definitely turning away from the mic as he was saying the last hitting, trying to hit that note. So it definitely looked like he was not singing the note after the first time. Yeah, so a little bit of trickery there. But, uh, you know, look, it was great. It was cool. This isn't, as you guys know, not one of our favorite songs, although Christopher Bonanos thinks it's the fifth best of all time. But it was pretty cool to hear it live. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too, actually. I actually did enjoy it. I enjoyed it live. So that I'm going to say sticks in the set. If he likes it, the crowd seems to really get into it because they're excited about the note and the song works well live. So I'm not, I'm just, you know, no matter what you're going to get angry about or whatever, something about what I'm saying, there's a lot of stuff I'm saying, you know, I don't like an innocent man, but I really, I think it works live at a festive arena. Yes. And then, of course, he says he has another deep cut. We're all excited, but it's the entertainer. We know he plays this a lot, but he says from Street Life Serenade, so everybody gets excited, even though we know damn well it's going to be the entertainer. Yeah. Well, he said, like, I'm, no, he's like, none of you guys had that album. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. He does make fun of it. He is funny. I mean, you know, he does know how to work the crowd after all this time. Why wouldn't he? It'd be embarrassing. Yeah, he's an, he's an old pro. He, yeah. Uh, the, the cool thing in this song, of course, is when he got to the line about they cut it down to 305, Dave and I went crazy and started screaming <laughs> about it. <laughs> 305! Cut it to 305! That was our December song moment. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The people behind us must have been like, why does that excite these guys? (laughs) But then I will say moving out was fantastic that works so well that's the one you know that that should come after my life quite frankly because you'd really hit them two in a row like that you know i know what you're saying but moving out was great it's great live and there is something so exciting and this is the kind of thing that has to motivate him to perform every week this song in particular out of everyone has to make him feel the best anyone's ever felt on stage. Because when you see that crowd or hear that crowd singing along to these ridiculous lyrics that are (laughs) awesome, he works at Mr. Cacciatore's down on Sullivan Street. I mean, if you hear (laughs) 20,000 people singing that at the same time, you've won the prize, which he absolutely has. But I remember that I'm like, isn't it crazy that people know these lyrics across from the medical center? I mean, it's just it's it's insane that we all know these facocta lyrics that aren't normal rock and roll. And therein, in the number seven song makes everything worthwhile about going to see Billy Joel live. That was kind of the first one that turned the crowd up to like turned them up to 11. It was a party after that. That's why I'm surprised that the next song was Vienna. Cause then you're taking it. It keeps going up and down, up and down. And I, I, I need two big in a row. You know, Vienna is like a ballad, but it's also like such a crowd pleaser. Again, kind of like Zanzibar, like people love Vienna now. Like they absolutely yeah, they love do. it. I don't like it, but we'll get to that. We'll find out in the V's. Yeah. But Billy also mentioned that his half brother was in the audience who lives in Vienna. Was that uh, Victor the Clown? 
not Victor the Clown. They're not related. <laughs> they just used to date. Oh. Uh, it's his half brother because his dad left them. You know, his dad left them high and dry. Went back to Europe and hitched up with some other lady. And this guy, he's a composer too. He's also a musician. So then he does Billy the Kid and the the ballad of Billy the Kid. Right, of course. Uh, so we haven't gotten to any of these songs yet, which is kind of funny. There's so many songs we hadn't gotten to yet, and we're already in the S's. But the ballad of Billy the Kid, I guess that works okay. Of course, you know, when he says when a town on Oyster Bay, a lot of people go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we, we did also. We were up, we we have nothing yeah, to no, do with we, Oyster we Bay besides making mentions, fun of it. Right. Any mention of Oyster Bay. And then, as you can see in the little notes, there's the Magnificent Seven theme because he explains how he was coming up with the song. Yeah, so he plays a little bit of that, which is cool. And then he talks about all the things wrong with the song. He goes through every lyric and how this is wrong. That's wrong. We don't know about this. Was he, you know, buried in a Boot Hill grave? No one knows. Was he this? Was he that? So that's really funny. He's just like the whole thing's inaccurate, but it sounded good. You know, this also this is a song that he's played a lot overall, but this is only the third time since 2019 that he's played it. So this was pretty rare to hear it lately. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know. I thought he played that all the time. And then it, there's like a little lull for a second. And then, of course, you hear. The Allentown whistles. And everybody goes crazy. I'm going to say something, Alon. Uh-huh. Nobody's going to like it. I love Allentown. I love the song. I'll always love the song. But it should be taken out of the reper- repertoire. It doesn't work anymore. I that's the feeling I got. Oh, you you're agreeing. No, I know what you're saying. You're a huge environmentalist. You don't like this oh. thing that glorifies the steel and coal industry. I'm with you. Uh, dude, I'm just talking about the song itself. I've nothing to do with that. I'm saying I'm sitting there, I'm watching the audience, I'm 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 feeling out the reaction, and I wasn't getting like it used to get. It just I feel it the song doesn't work anymore. I love the song. I'm always gonna love the song. But I feel it. You take it out. You know, there's other stuff you can put in. I feel it doesn't work. I know he thinks that's what people want to hear. But I get the feeling people wouldn't be disappointed if he didn't play it. And they left and they're like, oh, he never played Allentown. Forgotten about that. Well, it could be. I mean, it's the fifth most played song. He almost never skips it. So, you know, he doesn't even consider skipping it. I, I well, he has to because it was like a number one hit. But I feel it doesn't resonate with the people anymore. I mean, it's been 40 years. No, but Some I of think these it songs does. don't work anymore, even though they were number one hits in 1982. That's all I'm saying. You bite my head off all you want. I'm just being realistic about being there in the crowd and watching everybody's reaction and and not seeing people go sick crazy like they were with moving out. That's all I'm saying. And that's an even older song. But he probably and, thinks it's relevant now because, look, we're going through this terrible inflation. There's recession. There's all the you know, people are, are struggling right now, just like they were back then. So I think I, people resonate. I, I with get it. that, too. I get the relevance. I'm just saying as a song, it's still it might be an important song to play. It just doesn't resonate with the audience. That's all I'm I know saying. what you're saying. You want to have one of the gay caballeros holding a giant pipe <laughs> and hitting it. You want one of those kind of things going on. And speaking Make- of which, the next song <laughs> was Don't Ask Me Why. But we did not get to see the gay caballeros. Yeah, no caballeros were there this night. It was a real disappointment. However, after that song, I mean, Alan and I couldn't even believe it. He played a day in the life and he played the entire song. Right. He usually plays snippets, right? If you're lucky, you get a snippet, which is also pretty rare. But a day in the life, he's only played 14 times ever. So this is really, really rare. And some of those might be snippets, too. I don't know. Online, they might be counting the snippets. Alan. When he played a day in life, you didn't think when he played the whole thing, you didn't think for a minute he somehow is aware of this podcast. It's just too coincidental. <laughs> it's it's just so perfect, right? It's just, it, all we talk st- about is how this is every single song was influenced by a day in the life. And then there it is. Yeah. And 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 Steve Mandeli goes, dude, he, he played the full song for you guys. Like, he, it's like a, it's like a joke, like. We always talk about a day in life. Every song he's ever written has been influenced by a day in life. And then all of a sudden, and I'm going to say, I don't think he's ever played the whole song live. I mean, at yes. least it, maybe, maybe, but there's no indication, like you said, that, that it's that is possibly the whole song could be snippets, just like well, a, no, there's, some, there's There's some YouTube videos where he has played the whole thing. But it's again, it's really unusual for him to do that. And I don't even know if that was like planned or he just was in the mood after Don't Ask Me Why, which is his Paul McCartney song. You know, maybe he thought, let me just do some Beatles right now. Why are you taking away from the fact that he might 
you know, at least maybe he doesn't listen, but he sees our tweets. <laughs> yeah. Well, he definitely does. You know, why are you taking it away control. from it, Alon? I'm not. And what was cool at the end of the song, he's I watched a video on YouTube because where we were sitting, we couldn't really see his reaction, but he was dying laughing at the end of that one. He was really enjoying it. Yeah. And then he said, I didn't write that one. I wish the hell that I did. Swing and a miss. <laughs> wow. How do you remember that? Because I this video, I, I didn't remember exactly what he said, but the video has him saying this. Oh. And then he said, hey, what the hell? Play something we know. And then they start doing Cashmere by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And only a snippet, though. Not the only whole a thing. snippet, but the enough same. that we got a verse of it, which is pretty at least one verse from uh, from Mike Del Judas, who you saw at the bar beforehand. Yeah, I saw this bald guy and I was like, that's Mike. That's Mike. And uh, it wasn't Mike. And he, he no, uh, was not. very angry at me. But he was definitely good at singing that song. I got to say his voice is a little kick ass. Yeah, he's he's very talented, which is why but I got to say later that, he listen, sings his own thing. Listening to a day in the life live like that was fantastic. I mean, that was actually was kind of the highlight of the show for me. I loved it. And it was cool because Billy Joel was singing in a in a key that he doesn't normally sing in because he was trying to sound like John Lennon. And he yeah. kind of was getting there. Yeah, I feel like we got a treat on that one, a real treat. It was. And then, of course, he goes into New York State of Mind. Which Never of course he it. has to play no matter even if it didn't resonate with the crowd. You can't can't play MSG without playing New York State of Mind. Yeah, but it sounded great. Sounded, sounded great. great. He even shouted out some of the other newspapers that aren't in the song. He shouted out the Newsday and the New York Post. So good for them. Oh, right. Right. You told me that I, I wasn't paying attention. I was so drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> OK. And then Alon goes because I wasn't going to do it. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Dave, take me to the bathroom. I gotta pee. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, sweet magic. I'm so glad <laughs> that you said that because, you know, we were drinking a lot. And so I'm like, all right, as long as you're going, I'm going to go too. which technically one of us should have stayed. But there's no way I'm not going to the bathroom with the bathroom buddy at Madison Square Garden. It's it's it sucks going to the bathroom by yourself there. You feel like you're never going to go back to your seats. And I was nervous, like we didn't have the tickets and a lot. Yeah, like, yeah I didn't really about. remember. What? I was like, we're sort of low down in 119, but I really didn't remember exactly where we were. Luckily, oh, we I was trusting you. <laughs> I was I was winging it. So his next song was And So It Goes. We stayed for about half of that. And then I was like, I got to pee. And that was the perfect song to go for me. I was like, I was out. Well, yeah, we'll tell that other part in a second. So I'm like, I'm, I, I, this is perfect. This is perfect. I'm like, I love Alon. <laughs> it's like he gets me. This is exactly where I want to go to the bathroom. I don't care to hear it. So it goes. I'm sorry, everybody who loves it. So it goes all the musicians that listen to our show. <laughs> and but then we're, we're peeing. <laughs> you know, this is the best part. I was like, this is going to be the best part of the show. And the Downeaster Alexa comes on and we're like, son of a bitch, because that's what we want to hear. Like, and how embarrassing to be peeing in the middle. And then you hear the song you're actually really want to hear live and hear the reaction and everything. But what are you going to do? You take the risk. You take the risk. The good news is from the bathroom, you could hear it. So you can still hear it. So like we, we basically got the experience just instead of seeing Billy Joel, we got to see a urinal. So a little bit different. Both <laughs> well, of them are pasty and white. And and while we were peeing, I was yelling out down Easter <laughs> <laughs> down Easter song. Yeah. And I always go into the men's room. I go, hey, boys, how are you? <laughs> Because it's really nobody likes to talk in the men's room. But I will tell you that if Alon didn't time it perfectly, he did. Because when we got back, you're not going to believe this, folks, unless you've seen the set list already. We got back just in time. The guy plays a room of our own from the nylon curtain. I mean, Alon, has he ever played that before, ever at the residency? He's played Make Room for a Scone. But never this version of the song. You know, actually, he's played it 32 times total in his life. And it has been in the residency before. But it's, that's oh. still pretty rare. 32 times is not a lot. It was where we, rare. Was yeah, we came back and Steve Mandel was like, he's playing a room of our own. I'm telling you, he knows you guys are here because that's such a tremendous deep cut. Remember when we were at the bar and Jake goes, what if he plays? What was it? The three songs, Scandinavian Skies. 
the, the, the end of the nylon curtain. It was Scandinavian skies. Surprises. surprises. Where's the orchestra? And, and I was the, like, I'll give plays. you a million dollars if he plays <laughs> it because the odds are zero. It'll never, ever happen. It was so funny that he said that. What if he plays those three songs in a row? He just plays the last three <laughs> songs on the nylon curtain. That'd be, that'd be so epic in a way. It's funny. That's when I guess we'll know that he has dementia or something. <laughs> he just like, it's a strange set last night, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> what did I do? But yeah, that was great. A Room of Her Own sounded great. It's a good stadium song. I really liked it. And then he goes into Always a Woman. And the crowd resonated. It was great. I, it's surprising that a song like that does so well live. The crowd was so into it. I loved it. Okay, it was really funny. So obviously, this is a good couple's song, right? So there's this couple in front of us, kind of a larger guy and his girl. And the guy puts his head on her shoulder, like in a lovey way. And then Dave's like, look at this guy's falling asleep over here. <laughs> I did. I, I <laughs> yeah, and the poor guy could probably hear us like ripping on him for putting his head down. <laughs> but by then we had bought two more giant cans of beer so <laughs> yeah we are drinking these all four of us are drinking these tall boys so they're basically each one's 24 ounces i only had one you guys all had two each i had like four yeah <laughs> actually they they might have came back again with a third one so they might have had six each yeah when they went to the bathroom because they timed it right uh, oh my god well, later yeah we'll wait there. no well yeah we'll talk about that in a second because talk about timing something right these guys know what they're doing but right but then right from all as a woman i'm into it i'm happy i'm you know, I'm happy. We, I'm glad we went to the bathroom. I got it over with. And now I'm ready for the rest of the show. And I was always a woman, a room of her own, always a woman. And then only the good die young man. Great three in a row. Uh, and and yeah. only the see, this is what I'm trying to say. I'm telling you that, you know, Summer Highland Falls doesn't work or Allentown doesn't work. But I'm telling you, only the good die young completely works. It still works. Crowd was loving it. Everybody's singing along. It's fantastic. And you hit the, the one, two, three, even with Room of Her Own, what just really worked in a great way. Great lineup. Yeah. Only, only The Good Die Young was probably the biggest sing-along of all. Actually, I mean, She's Always a Woman has a huge sing-along in it also. Yeah, yeah. But it's really amazing to see like 18,000 people singing these songs and being so it, excited by them. Again, uh, you know, that's what I'm saying. The moving out, you, just, you know, singing Mr. Cacciatore's down on Sullivan. I mean, it that doesn't make you feel good that nothing will. You know, yeah. then, then, you know, you are manic depressive because if, if that doesn't make you happy that you wrote these this strange rock and roll song and people know those lyrics across from the medical center, well, you're just an idiot then. <laughs> but that, that is not the case. So then then this is the best. So Steve Mandel at the bar says, I always go to the bathroom at River of Dreams, the River of Dreams. Well, he didn't even say the river. He called it like in uh, I go to the bathroom during middle of the night or something. He, had some, oh, like, he was right, using right. some lyric. That's how much he hates that song. Right? He yeah. just, he's like me saying like well, we thought he was doing a gag, right? <laughs> like yeah. he, he couldn't even remember the name of the song. He goes, yeah, I go in the bathroom in the middle of the night, which is hilarious to say in a sentence. Right. You go, go see a urologist. <laughs> but talk about this guy knowing music as we've had him on the show and he's the music coordinator for the tonight show. And, you know, obviously friends with quest love and Elvis Costello and working with squeeze and all these things. This guy knows how to time a fucking bathroom break. Wow. We, we, when he came back, we were like, dude, how did you, how did you do? So they play river of dreams and it's not a fun song. It just doesn't work in this way. Maybe it is the bathroom break. Maybe Steve knows that. I don't know. And then they go into just for tonight only because of what was going on outside, right? Crystal sings Heat Wave. Yeah, Heat Wave by Martha and the Vandellas. Perfect for the night. And I looked it up. Normally what they'll do nowadays is dancing, dancing in the street, which is also Martha and the Vandellas, and she'll sing that. But because it was 95 degrees, they switched it up with Heat Wave, which I don't know. Maybe he's done that two or three times. I can't find any. I can find a couple of old YouTubes of that. Now, that's so a rare. fun song. It was working, but, you know, who cares? So then he goes into the, what is it? The Nessun and the Italian stuff. Nessun Dorma, the Giacomo Puccini cover that Mike Del Judas sings at every show, which is a great opera thing. I mean, we don't care about opera, but no. his voice is great. So it's pretty cool. Oh, right. That, right. It's, his voice is good. It goes, the crowd seems to like it. But again, brilliant bathroom break. River of Dreams, Heat Wave, the Nessun. By the time they came back, scenes from an Italian restaurant. Is that a fucking perfect hat trick of a bathroom break? Oh, and then remember, we were like, we couldn't concentrate on scenes. We're like, 
how did you and he goes yeah we missed heat wave you know like it's like he was like even <laughs> like wow i gotta pat myself on the back this time i didn't even know they were gonna do an in-between so i guess he knew they have that in-between song all the time during river of dreams there's always that break because remember that's where lullaby was supposed to go or something like there's that song is like a weird song where I think they always have a break in the middle. Cause remember they went back to river of dreams after heat wave. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an extended jam in the middle and it always come back to the They song. They might've made it back during river of dreams. Like they, yeah. they might've made it back from the bathroom in one song. It took us two. Well, one and a half. We got, you know, <laughs> we did. Okay. But, but they timed it perfectly. And I will tell you this, it was whatever I'm saying that I would like somebody there and be like, Billy, this doesn't work anymore. You should try this. You try that. Scenes from an Italian restaurant, Piano Man after that fucking works. It's it's the greatest. Uh, you know, there's a point where I think we were talking about scenes from Italian restaurant. I'm like, I know he feels he has to do this all the time, but I'm not sure. Well, I'm sure now. Uh, again, when you're live and you're seeing the audience reaction, I know it's obvious he should do it, but, you know, it's a lot. Yeah, but it boy, does that the crowd really loves it. We all love it. It was exciting. And then you go into Piano Man and the crowd is, I mean that, you know, and I don't, I don't want to maybe ever hear that again on the radio, but when you're in a crowd at a, you know, at a bar or in a crowd like this with people swaying around singing and he starts off, it's nine o'clock on a Wednesday. People go crazy. He knows what day it is. He doesn't have <laughs> dementia. It's that Springfield one again. Hello yeah. Springfield. We just came off route nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's three miles from here. <laughs> so Great way to end the show. Scenes from Italian Restaurant and Piano Man. You've you've put your audience in a place where they are happy they spent, you know, two hundred dollars. It's it's much better than a Broadway show where you're two hundred dollars a lot to spend on people singing like this. <laughs> <laughs> so I think after scenes from Italian restaurant piano man, you feel like I've just got my money's worth. But then oh. yeah, <laughs> there's more. There is. He does this thing. It's pretty rare. It's called an encore. Oh, where he will I pretend to leave the stage and then come back. I told you I do that in my stand up act. That's where I do my Dinty Moore beef stew is the encore. Dinty Moore. Dinty <laughs> Moore. Are they saying we want more? No, they're saying Dinty Moore. <laughs> yeah, I said Boo Earns. <laughs> Are you saying Boo or Boo Earns? I was saying Boo Earns. Well, he goes into the encore, comes out, everybody knows he's doing the encore, he gets the guitar, which I was surprised about, and goes into We Didn't Start the Fire. And I was jacked. <laughs> I mean, I know people don't care for this song. We haven't gotten to the song yet. You guys all know I already like this song. You can say to yourself, well, Dave, if you can talk about songs that don't work and do work, I think unless I'm crazy and I was just having a good time, I think this song completely still works live and people really like it. It's fun to sing. Cause like, even if you don't know all the words, there's a certain parts that you do know, JFK, blow no way, you yeah. know, and yeah. Cola Wars getting real excited about the Cola Wars, all that. It's like, there's a fun moments in the song. So people just enjoy that. He's got the whole, the video screen showing right. all the faces of these people. Yeah. Nowadays you, they have the video screen. So every person mentioned is on the screen they you know they can do it really well they made like a little you know video about a little movie and stuff so you know if you if you're sitting there and you're 22 and you have no idea who harry truman is or doris day then they have pictures of everybody so it's great and that's a great you know you're watching live you're watching the screens you're singing along it's a it's a great song to open i it's a great song to open an encore with it's it's fun and um I don't know. I was I was very happy with it, and I think the audience was too. But let's face it, he goes from that till to Uptown Girl, which you know, in many ways, he says of this shouldn't fit anywhere in any one set, but it fucking people love it. It's so good, and it's so it's such a weird song to be so popular. I think at this point in the show, the crowd is so like not self-conscious they're, ha they're having such a good time earlier in the show they might be like oh uptown girl i'm not gonna you know pretend that i like that but at this point it's a big party everyone's like uptown girl going crazy and you know it's again it's another song in a row where he could be standing because he stands up he plays with the mic stand he's not at the piano uh, right. so it's it's really cool well that's the thing at the encore he's up the whole time i think at the microphone right was he the entire i didn't even remember that maybe i, it, feel, maybe I feel like he was because then the next one it's still rock and roll to me 
you know, how would he not be at the microphones? That's three songs in a row. But boy, is it, I mean, it, it what a party. You know, the crowd loves it. It totally works. I mean, he's got the encore completely correct. And I could make a case for these other songs that some of them work and some of them don't in concert anymore. Like I said, mostly just Allentown and Summer Highland Falls is the only ones I would say. I would second guess those if I if I had his ear, you know, and, and then he might, you know, be like, here's the reason I like to play them. You know, maybe there's an obvious reason, but yeah, he knows what he's doing. But I'm, I'm sure if we ever have his ear, we'll say, look, maybe, you know, cut out Allentown, throw in some December song, you know, <laughs> exactly. Come on, dummy. <laughs> do a little do a little look. Maybe. Have you ever thought about a, a Doobie Brothers cover? <laughs> might I suggest when you put on Instagram, that guy wearing the Doobie Brothers shirt. <laughs> yeah, so well, we are leaving the show. I'll move ahead slightly for a second. We're leaving the show. This guy's walking with a Doobie Brothers shirt. So I ran ahead so I can get a close up picture of his shirt just for that Instagram to be able to put that song on there. And of course, they don't have the Doobie Brothers version on Instagram. So I had to pick some other random wink and blink and oh, a nod oh, version. That was so I didn't even know you were doing that. But uh, so it's still rock and roll to me which is a song I don't know whether I want to hear like in the car or anything anymore, but watching it live, singing along to it was really fun, right? Yes, that's the thing. All the encore fun sing-along party songs. Yeah, and then right into Big Shot, which was part, which I still wasn't sure if it was going to work anymore. It so does. It was so much fun. And then ending as the way Garth Brooks does and taught him to. With shameless. <laughs> right, no, <laughs> you may be right. Uh, what was this was rock and roll by Led Zeppelin first, though, right? He does it in the middle of You May Be Right. At some point, he'll oh, go into rock and roll and then come back to You May Be Right. So we got two yeah. Zeppelin songs. Yeah, I the encore, the five songs or the six, if you count uh, Led Zeppelin, terrific way to end. And again, doing five songs and not doing a medley, <laughs> you know, which you could you know, eh, let's just breeze through them and we'll give everybody a little taste. Thank God. No, he does the full songs, five encore songs. That's fantastic. And uh, you leave there really happy. Yeah, it was really great. I was looking up like what songs did we miss? Like what has he played a lot lately that wasn't in the show? Not the rare stuff, but what has he been playing? So these are the things that lately he's been playing that we didn't get. We didn't get pressure. We didn't get I go to extremes. We didn't get sometimes a fantasy. And we didn't get just the way you are. Good. I think we we dodged the bullet. So we did okay. Yeah, I mean, I think I would have preferred pressure instead of Allentown, but that's the only thing I could say. Otherwise, I was very happy with the set list. I was sitting there very happy knowing we were going to have this conversation, knowing full well we saw a couple of deep cuts and songs he doesn't usually do, uh, loving the full version of A Day in the Life. I was very content when I left there. Yeah, it was great. It was really, really fun. So then we leave, and as we're leaving, obviously it's MSG. It's like a lot of people, so I'm handing out my cards. You know what I mean? Because now right it's off time. the escalator. Right from the second the house lights went up, I said to the people in front of us, you guys like Billy Joel and they're old. They're like, what's a podcast? And, you know, it's OK. <laughs> I was like, it's like the radio, but on your phone. And uh, I'm on the escalator doing it, too. And I saw one on the floor, which is kind of sad. I was like, you know, some guy <laughs> dropped it. He's like, oh, I love Billy Joel. And then just tossed it or something. <laughs> and then one girl who I gave it to, she was like, I saw that. I felt really bad about that. So, I, by the way, I, I don't know if anyone who's listening to this now is listening to us because we handed those cards out. But if you are, please let us know on our Instagram because oh, yeah. to know that these cards, even if they just get one new listener, that would be pretty cool. That'd be great. Oh, so then we're in the we're on the main level of MSG and there's a long line for merch, which is really stupid because there are all these T-shirts being sold upstairs. But a lot of people are waiting for like the main merch store for the Billy Joel shirts. Anyway, so I'm trying to work the line with handing out the cards. And I go to this one girl and I'm like, hey, Billy Joel A to Z. It's a fun podcast. And she's so confused. She's like, what? What are you? What is this? What do you want me to do? And I was like, it's a it's a podcast. She's like, what do you want? I was like, just to listen to it. And then she's like, oh, I thought it was like a sticker. I thought you were giving me something. I, I like I'll take it. I love Billy Joel. But at first she was so skeptical of like what I was doing, like I was trying to scam her. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. The whole. Everybody was like that when you were handing out the card. You know, her especially. About- she made me. She was like gaslighting me. I was like, "What am I doing? Is wh- where am I? What's happening? Well, how did we meet that girl, Andy?" So we're walking out even more, and it's again a, a big crush of people. And uh, Dave, Dave, I think you actually handed her because you had a stack of cards too. Because yeah. again, it was like ninety-five degrees. I wanted to carry like a jacket, so I could carry a lot of these in my pockets in my jacket. 
but I couldn't because it was so hot. So my my jeans pockets, because I was just wearing a t-shirt and jeans, yeah, were I had stuffed with like pocket, yeah. five big thick piles of these cards. <laughs> and so I was like, Dave, you got to take like half of these because like I'm I'm busting here. I, it was like George Costanza's wallet. right busting out of my jeans pockets anyway so dave had a bunch and he was doing some handing out too you were doing all right and you met this girl andy from canada and so then you and steve were kind of talking to her i went with jake and then all of a sudden like jake's like i gotta get out of here and he just like runs away from me yeah he doesn't like crowds he doesn't like crowds he's an irish goodbye kind of person so he just disappeared down sixth avenue and then i was like i found luckily i found you guys we're still talking to this andy girl like five minutes later yeah and she was really nice and she she was great she had three uh things of beer in cups she didn't get the cans like we did she had one represents her mother and sister and her and we're like we like this girl why don't you come back to mustang harry's and hang out with us and she did we we all had dinner together and and drinks and again steve paid for everything it was really unbelievable we'll never forget it and then i and then i walked her home oh that's nice <laughs> yeah well she's a, a young girl in the big city yeah a young girl from edmonton alberta canada so yeah she's not used to this kind of these bright lights yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was heading up that way anyway. And Steve and I, we all walked and then he cut out where he lives. And then I walked her and then got. we're hoping we have a new listener to the podcast. Yeah. Andy, if you're out there, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. It was so fun. We we picked up a girl uh, at the uh, Billy Joel concert. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it was fun. She was a great girl. Right. We just ate dinner with her and stuff. And that was so much fun going to, back to the bar and having something to eat. Of course, they didn't bring my deviled eggs. It's all right. Whatever. I let it. No, I let forgot it go. The deviled eggs. I, it, I forgot about that. Yeah. I, I've been thinking about it nonstop. I even had a dream about it the other day because they didn't bring it, you know, but since somebody else was paying, I couldn't complain. It drives me nuts. I, but I wonder if it wound up on the bill or not, because I, I know I he didn't. I would have had a check. He was so he was so cool. Steve, he just gave her the card. And I'm like, well, yeah. I guess I'll let it go. It made it, it was funny, though, because <laughs> you you told the waitress specifically like, oh, I really want these deviled eggs. And then, of course, that's like the one thing that they that they forget. And Steve kept calling her Harry because we're at Mustang Harry's. He's like, are you Harry? And she, was, she played along. All right. She, oh, she, she was get that great. Five times a day. She was great, too. I mean, the waitress was even nice. the waitress and she's practicing politics. Remember, she told us. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but she she was really I mean, we couldn't have just met nicer people in New York City on that night. It seems as if once a month. Everything gets nice. And there's all these people that hang out around 34th Street and 7th Avenue that are nice and polite and get while you're there. And we're all in this wonderful love fest with each other. And we all enjoy one person and has brought us together in Sir William Joel. Sir William Joel. <laughs> so I think we, we got to do more of these shows. We got to go to more residencies. Any other listeners out there that want us to sit with them, let us know. <laughs> well, I already put in a category live shows like so if we keep going to more we can always break it down yeah I and mean, we definitely have to do these rap these are fun this is this was really fun to do today i'm glad we did this was this. so much fun a lot and it was a great idea suggestion of yours and hopefully hopefully our listeners like it as well and uh you know sooner or later we'll get back to the music again i know we take these long breaks in between songs but uh what are you going to do we're enjoying doing the podcast we're enjoying bringing it to you and we just want to keep it going like we said because we we love hearing from you guys. I mean, it's so much fun going on Instagram and reading all the, the comments, whether they're good or bad, but just, you know, other opinions about songs and stuff we're talking about. It's the best. Yeah, it's always funny. Whenever I describe the podcast, I say, well, you know, so we do an episode about every single Billy Joel song and there's about 124. Uh, and I'm like, and right now we're on episode 136 and we're only <laughs> in the S's. So I'm like, we have like, a lot of buffer episodes. Right. They're like, what are you talking about? Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> just go just with listen. it. Well, Alon, this has been so terrific and so much fun. And obviously, we want to thank Steve Mandel and Jake for making this all possible. They're such terrific guys. Yeah, it was great, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. And we will return with more Billy Joel. Ironically, no songs for a while because uh, uh, our next episode will be straight from Australia. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Our friend Joel Osborne will be joining us from Australia. Uh, big Billy Joel fan, comedian, and a all-around really terrific guy. And he's an interesting fellow. Uh, very handsome. Is fellow. he actually Australian or does he just live there? I think he is Australian. Oh, so he can let us know why James was such a big hit over there. Oh, my God. See? 
this is going to be an unbelievable episode. So that's next time on Billy Joel. Then, of course, we have the S the S wrap up part two. And then we start the tease. And you know what that means, Milan? Those. All the those. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) And then you will be praising Alon's choice to keep it whatever he considers this alphabetically, but then you will be praising when we go through all the thuzz that everybody was upset about. They'll all hit in a row, and it'll be awesome. Just like a well-thought-out playlist by Billy Joel, that's that's how we're doing this here. We knew the thuzz need to be near the end, just like all those hits need to be in the encore. So look forward to that. Until next time, I'm Alan Altman. I'm Dave Juskow. And this has been a special episode of Billy Joel A to Z. Z.